Alright everybody, welcome back to the Dragon's Library. Today we're going to be reviewing the second half of Hawkeye, episodes 4 through 6. Um, I already did a review for episodes 1 through 3, that's going to be linked in the description or show notes depending on where you're watching this. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're uh, watching on Spotify, or Apple Music, or Google Play, you know, subscribe there. Subscribe everywhere, visit my pod page site, do all the stuff. Um, all right, with that out of the way, let's get right into it. Uh, so we're going to start out with a non-spoiler section of the view, starting here. If you're interested in spoiler talk, that's going to be afterwards. So, this is a continuation of the Hawkeye show. Uh, for those of you who don't know, brief recap. Hawkeye was going on, like, sort of a, you know, Christmas vacation with his family. Um... She runs into this girl, Kate Bishop. She's the daughter to this, you know, rich, rich mother who's remarrying. Her father died in the Battle of New York. She's kind of looked up to Hawkeye as her hero because he saw him doing some of the fighting. She saw the scene where he was like firing off the building, the Chitauri was scaling it, that kind of stuff. So she's always idolized him. She's really good with archery. And they both get caught up when a, an armed robbery of a black market auction selling Hawkeye's Ronin suit recovered from the Avengers um, base is falls into Kate's hands because it was at one of the galas her mother was going to. It quickly becomes clear that either that uh, it looks like her stepfather is involved in the black market sale of things, uh, you know, illegal items, <clears throat> and connected to this scary track-suited uh, gang that's hunting her down. They get involved with this uh, gang leader called Maya Lopez, who's looking to get vengeance on Ronin, who killed her father, who was the previous leader of the tracksuit mafia gang. And, you know, Kate gets drawn in. Clint figures out somebody else has the Ronin suit and feels responsible. So, cue second act. Cue second half. So basically, um, this whole show is sort of like the Marvel Christmas special. Which is kind of a good and bad for me. Like, on one hand, yeah, I think there can be more holiday specials. I feel like streaming has really eliminated those, and a lot of those can be really good episodes. On the other hand, as someone who has worked in retail in Barnes & Noble, um, I'm so sick of Christmas music by, like, the third week of Christmas season. You know, like, the third week at before... Before... <laughs> even uh, Thanksgiving, that I was just like, every time a Christmas song came on for one of the action scenes, like, occasionally I'd be like, oh, that's a cover use of that song. But like, most of the time it was just, oh my god, it's this song, I can't get it off my head, it's been playing on repeat forever. So, while I like Halloween specials, uh, Christmas specials are not exactly one of the things I'm most happy to see. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's kind of going to date this show. I do like the twist, although I saw the twist coming, I do like the way they play it. And... Um, for those of you who are wondering, this is a minor spoiler, but Kingpin does show up, so the entirety of Daredevil is officially canon, which is amazing because that was one of the few good things to come out of uh, the Marvel Netflix deal in the end. We don't talk about the Defenders, we don't talk about Iron Fist. The other three shows were good. So, you know. Um, but yeah, so there's a really good payoff at the end. Uh, for those of you who are wondering from the trailers, yes, Milena uh, does show up from the Black Widow movie. She's like the new Black Widow. Uh, she was, you know, Natasha's sister, revealed in the Black Widow movie. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. Um, it's all pretty good. Yeah. This show has pretty good production values for a TV show. It has a lot more focus on practical effects from what I can see. Uh, don't get me wrong, there's still some, like, CGI explosions and stuff like that. 
but it's a lot more like street level choreography than it is uh, magic magic abilities like you'd see in like WandaVision, for example. Which I really liked, actually. I liked the focus on more uh, down-to-earth street crime that the Hawkeye series has been able to give us. So we so we have less, like, magic powers and stuff like that. It's more, hey, here's some black market arms dealing uh, with, you know, stuff they stole from Avengers Tower. Here's the Kingpin running his organized gangs in New York. Here's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, like, down-to-earth gang members. Um, it also has that nice Marvel sense of humor that they tend to infuse on all their stuff. And I think it really works here better than it does in a lot of shows. Like, they get to know a handful of the gang members a- after running into them a few times, and, like, Kate, like, gives one of them recommendations, and the, like, final battle when he shows up and she has him on an arm lock, he's like, he's like, oh, thank you so much for that advice. Me and my girlfriend are actually going on this new trip now, and she's so ecstatic. Thank you very much. It was, I was you know, great advice, Kate. It's like, oh, thanks. So, uh, what you do with that guy? He's like, um, sorry about this. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's cute. You know, giving background characters or personality, never a bad thing. Um, I think this new... I think Kingpin works amazingly in this. I was sorry to spoil that for those of you who didn't know he was going to be in this. But yeah, he's still really, really good. I like uh, Maya Lopez. She's a pretty cool character. She has like a prosthetic leg and she's deaf. So that's a really interesting form of representation for the show. Uh, She's also just a very driven character. You know, driven by revenge against Ronin eventually... Uh, learning more about the circumstance behind her father's death that causes certain alliance changes. Look, you, you've seen shows like this before. You've seen shows like this before. I'm not going to spoil it. All in all, I wouldn't say this is anything amazing like WandaVision or really, really cool like Loki that gets into like some cool time travel stuff. Well, Hawkeye is a really good series for those looking for a more grounded, down-to-earth, street-level superhero. And I do like it focused on Kate Bishop and Hawkeye and how Kate... Kate was, like, drawn into this due to the actions of others, but seems to find her own place in it. It's all very good. I'm looking forward to seeing Kate Bishop, who I was actually on the fence on the first three episodes, but I've really come around to her, and I'm looking forward to seeing her in uh, more stuff later on. It's very clear they're telegraphing, like, young Avengers in the future, so I'm going to look forward to that. All in all, I'd recommend this as, like, an 8 out of 10. You know, it's a solid piece of Marvel movie, uh, show. It's something, like, amazing or anything like that, but I it's... Just a good superhero show all around. Nothing, like, really stands out aside from its focus on street level and its references to Daredevil. But all in all, yeah, I'd see more than this. I'd check out a second season of Hawkeye, definitely. The only major problem I have with it is that I feel like its attachment to being, like, sort of like a Christmas special is going to kind of date it for other times of watching. But if you want to watch something Marvel-related during Christmas, this is probably a pretty good watch uh, for future years. I imagine a lot of people are going to come back to this as, like, this Marvel Christmas special. So, yeah, 8 out of 10, would recommend. All right, moving on, we're going to be talking about spoilers now. Don't worry, this isn't a ton. Um, You know, this show wasn't, like, revolutionary. Again, I keep comparing to WandaVision because WandaVision, I feel, set the bar so high for Disney's uh, Marvel shows. And I feel like even Loki didn't really match up to that, even though I really did enjoy Loki. Not only wrong, I enjoyed Hawkeye. I think some of the twists in this really work. Uh, it just wasn't my favorite kind of thing. I'm more of a fantasy and sci- super sci-fi kind of person. So a lot of the the more down-to-earth elements were, just weren't as, you know, engaging for me personally. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. So what happens is, after, you know, doing their investigations, they think that the stepfather... What's his name? Um, Jack is behind some of the, you know, the shady dealings, like... That they think he's, you know, been going to the black market, stuff like that. Turns out, though, it's not him. Uh, in 
they have this whole scene where they like get the cops to arrest him. It's like, ooh, it's like, it's like, don't worry, honey. It's like the mom's like, I, I tr- should trust you, uh, sweetie. I did some looking up and I found all this stuff and I've called the cops. Don't worry, we're taking care of it. I should have believed you. You know, she's like crying. That's the, you know, the stepdad is like, don't worry, honey. I'll be out of here soon. And he seems like genuinely like happy. It's like, don't worry. This is clearly a mix up. They're going to see that I'm innocent. It's all going to be back. And it seems almost sinister until he gets cleared. Because turns out he wasn't working with all these people. The mom was. The mom is the one working with Kingpin. Uh, apparently their fought her fault, the um, Kate Bishop's father after he died she was, the mom was hit by this revelation that she owed a bunch of money to Kingpin, so she's been trying to work for him. But she's actually been trying to get out of it, and as a result, Kingpin wants her dead now, which is where all this weird stuff has started coming in. Um, and it turns out the dad was completely innocent, like the, you know, sort of suspicious stepfather who was always super happy and chill was actually just a really happy and nice stepfather who wanted to be a good dad, you know, for the daughter of, you know, his, you know, new love who, you know, lost her, like, she lost her dad at such a young age and she's never able to fit anywhere. I'm going to try to be a super upbeat dad for her. It's like, yeah, she, he apparently wants to try to be like a really nice person, um, which I like. I, I like they're not like demonizing step, step parents as much in media. I feel like that was kind of like a recurring trope for a while where if there was a step parent in media, they were always horrible. Um, recent years have really done a lot to smooth that over. It's actually really funny too. Apparently, one of the reasons he wanted the Ronin sword, because he was involved in some of that stuff by accident, was that he's actually good at swordsmanship. Yeah, uh, uh, so there's this big final battle scene when they, you know, they're going to go arrest Kingpin and draw Melena and all that stuff uh, at this Christmas party. And they have to save Eleanor because Kingpin's going to try and have them all assassinated. So Kingpin wants them all dead. They're going to try and save her mom. Meanwhile, the... uh, right-hand guy who's been used, acting as the translator for Maya um, has, you know, betrayed... So it's revealed earlier on that he had sold out her father to Ronin, but it was on Kingpin's order. So Kingpin, the you know, the man who took her in after her father was murdered by the brutal vigilante Ronin, um, was actually the one who helped arrange her father's death. And Maya realizes this because... Uh, of course, Hawkeye tells her during one of their fights and she doesn't believe him, but then she starts looking at how everyone reacts and she tells him he got away and they're all like, damn it, damn it, damn it. Uh, sorry, that must be really bad, Maya. And, you know, she's not an idiot. She's deaf. She's not blind. Uh, she sees how they're acting and realizes that, holy shit, he was telling the truth. Vengeance isn't against Ronin. It's against people that hired him. Um, so that's, you know, that's interesting. I like that. She's just a badass, though. Like, it's really impressive. She, like, she's got, like, a prosthetic leg. She's deaf, but she just is kicking everyone's ass in this. Uh, she even kills off Kingpin. Yeah, after Kate Bishop has, like, a fight with Kingpin, her mom actually, uh, is desperate to get out of her clutches. So when she realizes he's trying to kill them all in white slate clean, she actually wrecks a car Hits him with a car, punts him through a building. And at this point, I'm like, is Kingpin superhuman? Like, I forget. Did he take a super serum or something like that? I know they have, like, all those ripoff Captain America serums uh, floating around the MCU. Did he take one of those? Because he gets, like, punched into a building by a car, into a toy shop, and then he fights Kate Bishop. You know, after being hit by a car, he's doing fine. Kate Bishop sets off one of the very dangerous arrows, alongside several other arrows, and blows him up, like... 
point-blank explosion. And then, after getting knocked out, before the cops can get to him, he walks away, gets to an alley where Maya walks up and shoots him in the face. It's like, holy shit, he took some freaking punishment there. Like, just so much punishment. It was ridiculous. Like, if he's not superhuman, I don't know what the heck was going on here. Uh, meanwhile, Melena is trying to kill Hawkeye because she blames him for the death of her sister. Uh, because she was told by the shady woman who was trying to mastermind the Captain America ripoff, uh, you know, the new Captain America, that she uh, she was killed by Hawkeye, which we all know isn't true. She sacrificed herself to get the Soul Stone, and Hawkeye tries to tell her this, and she doesn't believe him. But then, she, you know, Hawkeye starts telling her stuff, and he's like, do you know if she wanted to do something like that, she would do it. This was Natasha we're talking about. I was like, God damn it, why did she leave? And Melina ends up sparing him. Hawkeye gets to, you know, go home to his family. Obviously, Kate's mother ended up turning herself in. She was going to confess to everything, uh, all the stuff she did for Kingpin. And she was going to also testify against Kingpin. She says, you know, look, I've been running from this for a long time. I've been trying to cover what your father did. Somebody eventually has to take responsibility for this. So she, so, you know, Kate, Kate doesn't really have anywhere to go. So Hawkeye's like, oh, come home with me, dear. Come on. My family's been wanting to see my new apprentice anyway. So, you know, he brings, he, Hawkeye manages to get home for Christmas. He introduces Kate to his family, uh, brings some presents. They love the dog, Lucky, because you've got that little stray dog. And, you know, it's kind of just a happy ending. Maya got revenge on Kingpin. Melina got closure on Natasha's death, or at least some closure. She's probably going to be working through that in her future movies. I hope we see her again, because she was a lot of fun here. She, she has this, like, very approachable vibe as uh, Melina. Like, she shows up at Kate Bishop's house to tell her, don't get in my way of killing uh, Clint again. I'm going to be trying again. Don't get in my way. But she's always like, oh, um, you took a while. So I was like, I made some mac and cheese. Like, have you tried this before? It is delicious. Mmm. Like, oh, uh, let me get you a fork. You should probably eat. Eating is good for you. My dad used to tell me that. Uh, where's your fork? She's like, and she finds like one fork. She's like, is this your only fork? It's like, yeah, I'm a one person and I'm a one I'm a one fork kind of girl he's like this is not cutlerly Kate <laughs> I love you ladies just like chill relaxed oh I'm probably gonna kill you but in the meantime how about we just you know chat we can we can chat <laughs> uh it's a lot of fun I love it hmm so I hope she comes back they're definitely setting up Kate Bishop to be um like one of the new young Avengers, they're really pushing in there. They have Tommy uh, and oh God, what was the other kid's name? Um, Billy, yeah, that was it. Billy. So Tommy and Billy, they've got young Kate. Uh, here we're, we're getting about, about to get Miss Marvel and Ironheart coming up soon. Plus, we've got the um, we're definitely gonna get Miles Morales eventually. So we're probably setting up for like a young Avengers sort of thing, which is nice. I really do like that. It's also very clear they're trying to build, like, a Dark Avengers uh, with the Thunderbolt Ross is coming back, I think, with the Abomination for the She-Hulk. I think Thunderbolt Ross is. He probably is. So, in the comics, he's usually the Red Hulk, like a military-backed Hulk of sorts. And in addition to that, we've got um, the, you know, evil Captain America, obviously, from the Captain America series. 
Yelena was supposed to be like their dark Black Widow, but now she seems to have realized the truth that she was lied to. So maybe she's not going to be the Black Widow, evil Black Widow, who knows there. We'll have to see how it goes. All in all, I'm looking forward to the future of Marvel stuff that sets up a few things, but it's mostly focused on being its own self-contained story. And I do appreciate that. It was a nice break from a lot of the cosmic stuff we've been getting recently. A nice down-to-earth set in New York City, dealing more with gangs and people with just basic guns instead of superpowers. All in all, good Hawkeye show. Probably one of the best things they could have done with the character. Definitely a good way to introduce Kate Bishop. I was a little uncertain at first, but I've definitely come around to her as the actor. So I'm on board for that. I don't really think I have anything else to say. This is a pretty open and dry thing. It's not like the Loki series where there's like a massive twist halfway through. Um... I saw most of it coming, I think. The dad being really uptight and was like, but we already know the mom's involved. So I guess it's the mom. That's going to be the twist. The mom's going to be the actual one involved. And I called it, obviously, but I've watched way too much stuff. So I can see plot twists coming. I can see the future of bad, not bad writing, but predictable writing. And most writing is like that, I feel. Uh, I, I still wait for those twists that will actually blow me out of the water. I was a little surprised when Yelena showed up, although the second there was some other person fighting Clint on the roof, I was like, there's Yelena. Uh, all in all, that's about it. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, I guess I'll see you next time. Still working on that death loop stuff. Sorry that's taking a while to come out. I've been a bit busy lately, and in addition, uh, I ended up actually losing all my work because the uh, editing software I'm using decided to stop working and crash every time I opened it. So all the work on those two videos down the drain and I haven't really gotten time to redo all that yet so I have most of it recorded I just need to get the video part <laughs> ready so I'll be working on that in the next few days I have some time this week hopefully it'll be ready sorry about that and uh happy new year like and subscribe please bye I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and thank you for listening to the dragon's library please subscribe to this podcast to be notified of new episodes the Dragon's Library releases new episodes Tuesday and Friday each week, and you can follow us on Twitter at dragon underscore library 2. If you want to suggest an episode topic, my email is in the description below. And as always, thank you so much for all your support.